is SMU wide receiver Rashi Rice, one of the most undervalued players in Dynasty right now. All that and more this episode of Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Marcus Mosher and Kate Madjuke. Welcome back to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. I am your host, Marcus Mosher. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. Uh, give my co-host a follow. It's Kate Madjuke. Follow her on Twitter at Kate Madjuke. Kate, we are talking about SMU uh, wide receiver Rashi Rice. Um, what did you think of the player? He's an interesting prospect, Marcus, and I think he's uh, like so many of the other wide receivers that we've talked about has a really wide range of outcomes. Like it, he's he's definitely going to be a, a player to watch. But hey, one of the bright spots, he's got the size, right? Six foot, two hundred pounds. It projected to run around a four or five, but kind of has some faster game speed to him. But what I really like about this guy is he's tough. He's tough. He doesn't shy away from contact as a wide receiver, uh, kind of invites it at times, which I, I love me some rough and tumble guys. But Marcus, my biggest concern with Rice, despite all of the things that I like about his game, uh, it's ball security and it's the inability to separate. Yep, He's that's- had a lot of contested catch opportunities, but it comes at the the, you know, sort of, of not being able to separate because that's what happens he's a really tough evaluation because you're 100 percent right he just just not doesn't separate um and if he can't do it at the co- collegiate level playing the competition that smu did i don't think he's going to be able to all of a sudden do it in the nfl however maybe that means he plays into the slot a little bit more to take advantage of some of the lackluster route running and you give more size there, but he's not super quick either. But the good news is, Kate, super productive. Love the way that he can kind of contort his body in the air. Makes a bunch of contested catches. I think is pretty decent after the catch. I don't think he's fantastic in that area. Pretty decent. Um, he's a little bit of an enigma. Like I, I just don't know where you play him in the NFL to maximize his skill set. So here's the interesting thing, Marcus. Like. His most productive season came in 2022, uh, his final season at SMU. He saw 157 targets, 1,355 receiving yards, 10 touchdowns. And that was the first season that he had played primarily on the outside. Uh, The season before 2021, 670 yards, nine touchdowns, played primarily out of the slot up until this 2022 season. And though the stat sheet would tell you that uh, obviously, he was more productive on the outside. I kind of liked his game a lot more coming out of the slot. He was, uh, I. I, I think, yep. a lot more reliable, even though he doesn't fit that. Like, he's not overly shifty, um, not not blown away by his route running. But I think his play style looked the best on tape coming out of the slot period. I and I would love to see him play out of the slot at the NFL level, even though the stats tell you he was productive on the outside. Yeah. I, I, I just think he has a really good blend of size ball skills. And I even think 
his speed's not great, but he's not slow. Like we're not r- worried about him, Kate, running like a four six, right? Like he's he can accelerate, like yeah, when yes. he wants to, and that's that's another thing that we can talk about is some of the inconsistencies because I do think at times he looks slow, at times he looks a little bit lazy in his route I agree. running. Like that's the thing is the speed is is there at times, and other times you're like, man, can he just not run at all? Um, I wonder too if it's just the way that he plays because he is very nonchalant, kind of the way he plays, right? Like it almost—I hate to say—he's trying to act cool out there because I, I know that's not the case, but that's what it feels like sometimes, right? I want to see him full throttle, you know, running a go route or running a post route because when he does it, I think he's really good. Yeah, I, I think he's he's very interesting. Um, it, you know, one of the other things that I want to talk about that. I think he's really good at, and I think will translate to the NFL level is his ability on scramble drills. Like, yes, he's very he, good there. Yes. He's and he, he like for a guy, maybe like Patrick Mahomes or a Josh Allen, who when the play breaks down, they just need that one wide receiver that has that connection with them to be able to, to scheme themselves open. Once the play breaks down, that's Rushy rice. And I think that's where he has a lot of strength. Did you have any, kind of comparisons or comps for him after watching his tape i at times thought he looked like debo samuel at times okay Okay. at his peak other than that no like at his very best he's debo samuel but he's not at his best nearly enough okay um that's a super high-end comp (laughs) super high-end i but i'm saying like Highlight reel, highlight yeah, yeah. reel, highlight reel. I, I I don't know. I saw a little bit of Van Jefferson in this game, right? Somebody who can play on the outside, can play on the inside. Not slow, but not overly fast either. I think Van Jefferson was a better route runner kind of coming out of college. But somebody, I, I could see him having a similar type of career as Van Jefferson, hopefully healthier than what Jefferson has been, but something like that. So in your mind, when you watched him, what round in the NFL draft do you think he'll go in? Because I certainly, I don't, obviously we don't think he's a first round pick, but second round, third round, later than that. I, I kind of felt like late second, third round That's, felt about right. Yeah. I, I think third round is kind of where like top of the third round, late second round is where it feels like he could be drafted. I'm not sure he's all that different than like Jalen Tolbert who the Cowboys drafted in the third round last year. I think I think he goes in a similar range to that. Uh, okay, let's talk about some potential landing spots uh, for Rashi Rice and where we think maybe his value could go up if he lands with the right team. All that and more next. This episode is brought to you by Bilt Bar. If you're looking for a delicious treat, but you don't want all of the fat and the calories, then you've got to try Bilt Bar. Listen, we've made it through the holidays. We've made it through Valentine's Day. and I know everybody wants to... Get a little bit healthier as we get ready for summer, which still feels a long ways away. But if you're looking for a protein bar that's actually healthy and tastes good, then you've got to try Built. With Built, healthy is actually tasty. Seriously, they're so delicious for you that you're not even going to know that they're good for you. What makes Built Bars so good? Well, for starters, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, 100% real chocolate. And they come in so many unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, coconut almond. My current favorite right now is the co- the cookie dough. I also like the uh, the coconut almond chunk or 
Uh, yeah, coconut almond chunk. Those are my favorites right now. Uh, not sure how Bill does it. Only 130 calories, 17 grams of protein, only 4 grams of sugar. Absolutely phenomenal. And now you don't have to wait to get a box. You can still go to Bilt.com and check out their huge inventory over there. But if you live close to a Walmart, go to the pharmacy section, pick up a four box. Or if you live close to a Sam's Club, like I do, they've got the 13 bar boxes with the brownie batter and the churro. You can thank us later. Check out Bilt.com for all of the best Built bars on the market. All right, Kate, let's talk some landing spots. We both believe that Rashi Rice is a day two pick. Where would you like to see him land to maximize his value? All right, Marcus. I think you're going to like this one. I think you're going to drum roll, please. Los Angeles Chargers. Come on. Let's send him to the Chargers. Now, Keenan Allen is, uh, I don't know if you guys heard, he's a little bit on the older side. Um, He's now on the wrong side of 30, and he is one of the highest paid players on the Chargers roster right now 20 or 21.7 million dollar cap hit in 2023 they're in need of some cap space man like they're they're really down to the wire at this point if they got a guy like Rushy Rice in the draft and they could place him in the slot right out of the guy I think I think he'd be productive immediately right out of the slot and is there any guarantee that Keenan Allen wouldn't be a cap casualty I don't think so um, but I think they almost traded uh, him last year. Like, I, I think they're seriously considering moving on. And, and like, I, I, I think that this is kind of this perfect, perfect segue, right? You're getting a player that uh, is, you know, capable of playing out of the slot, even though like it, it still has a little bit of size to him. He's a little bit smaller than Keenan Allen, but still not, uh, you know, undersized by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but I, I think would succeed very well in that slot role and absolutely eat, uh, be a target for, you know, Justin Herbert when those plays break down. I'd, I'd love to see it. I like that fit a lot. Uh, I got one that I like as well. How about the Saints, right? You already Ooh. have Chris Olave, who gives you the vertical speed element. You can play on the outside, can play on the inside. I think Rice kind of playing in the Michael Thomas role, which by the way, Michael Thomas is absolutely going to be released this off season. You just need somebody else in the middle of the field that can get open, that can play against zones, that's a reliable hands catcher. I think as a number two or number three receiver in New Orleans, maybe with Derek Carr as the quarterback, I think that's a good fit for him. Uh, definitely, definitely like that fit. I think there's um, there's a lot of uncertainty, right? Like the door kind of feels wide open for the New Orleans Saints right now. I don't think any of us have a great idea of who – is going to be their starting quarterback. I know Jameis Winston is under contract, mm-hmm. uh, but he is also making a decent amount of money and they can save a decent amount of cap space if they do move on from him this off season. If they're in the market at all for that free agency quarterback, this could be an interesting, uh, an interesting young pairing uh, to, to get this franchise sort of hit the reboot button. Yeah. Um, you know, it, what they do at running. They have a lot of needs. I will say that. So how early they decide to address the wide receiver position again, given the number of needs that they have on their roster, I don't really know, but he'd be a great addition. Nonetheless, I I got another one. What about Philadelphia who picks at the bottom of the second round? I think that's pick 62 overall. Obviously they've got Devontae Smith and AJ Brown, but 
I was a little underwhelmed by Quez Watkins this year. And I know he gives him more of a speed element, but what about Rashi Rice as somebody who can float between the slot, the outside, gives him just kind of another reliable receiver in the middle of the field. That's kind of what I'm looking for for Rice. Is like go to a situation where you can be the clear-cut number two or number three receiver and just try to find volume and efficiency that way. Yeah, I I absolutely love that. I think where you're going to find him uh, in, in you know successful situations is going to come down to whether or not he's asked to be a team's wide receiver one because I don't think he has that skill set. Uh, and I don't want him to be that, especially early. Now, maybe down the road, like if he has a really solid couple of years. And, yep. But right away, I think you're looking at, hey, can he be a number three or number four receiver as a rookie and then kind of rise up the depth chart as we go along? Yeah, I, I think where you're going to see him succeed is when you don't ask a lot of him right off the bat, refine some of that route running, uh, maybe ignite a little fire under his booty. Um, at that was yesterday. We talked about booty yesterday. We, ah, I, I got my, uh, my evals mixed up here. <laughs> but, you know, it, I think that... Um, you know, having a situation where he can have that luxury of, you know, like in a, a Philadelphia Eagles offense where, um, you know, he's working behind two other really talented wide receivers that, you know, he doesn't, um, he's not asked to do as, as much in that situation. And I think that that's going to be, uh, his best chance at success at, to, to transition well to the pros. I got one more for you. Okay. This team has three third-round picks, so very realistic that he could be available to them. What about the 49ers, who don't really value route running? What they value is guys that can make plays after the catch, and they scheme these guys open. Uh, Brandon Ayuk is a free agent after next year. I don't think drafting Rashi Rice is going to make them move on from Brandon Ayuk, but just worth mentioning. Jaywan Jennings is a fine, he's a good blocker, but he doesn't really give them any kind of after-the-catch versatility or anything like that what about Rashi Rice as a late day three or late third round pick you put him in that offense and see what Kyle Shanahan can do with him uh maybe they have like a type Marcus uh they maybe they have an affinity for SMU wide receivers they took Danny Gray uh in last year's draft who like you know saw saw a couple of flashes but actually kind of similarly sized ish um not you know, they got a similar height. Uh, it, I think they're, eh, uh, they're going to have needs. They are going to have yes, needs at yes. the wide receiver position. So uh, I, I think that would be fair. And I mean, honestly, I think maybe that would be uh, an interesting, the way that they scheme and, and spread out the field um, just with the players that they have could be a really interesting fit yes. because of, you know, the, the fact that, his struggles have mainly come, I think, from the inability to separate. A, a scheme like that could be the perfect cure uh, to help him get yes. over that hump. All right, let's talk about his current dynasty value and where he ranks among the rookie wide receivers decks. This episode is brought to you by the Ultimate Football GM app. You've heard us talk about this mobile game app before, and I can't tell you how much fun I had competing against the other lockdown NFL hosts this offseason or during the season. It's an absolute blast. Now it's your turn to compete, but more on that in just a second. If you've ever dreamed of becoming an NFL GM and managing your own football franchise, well, your dream can come true as this game is definitely for you. You're going to manage every strategic aspect of your team, 
play through seasons and lead your team to glory, trying to build a dynasty with the ultimate football GM app. You're going to be responsible for controlling the destiny of your franchise by hiring the right coaches and coordinators, trading players, navigating your franchise through free agency and the drafts, and well, as well as all the ups and downs of the season. All of this in a challenging but realistic game world. The Ultimate Football GM app is completely free and playable offline, so you can play on the go as you want to and when you want to. We've created a lockdown league for you to compete against other lockdown fans all across the world. Can you be the ultimate lockdown football GM? Choose the lockdown league in the app store to join to see, again, if you can create a football dynasty. Lockdown Dynasty listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using promo code LOCKDOWN in the game store that is locked on all in caps. So make sure you check it out today to download the game. Just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up in the app stores. That's ultimate-gm.com ultimate football GM start your dynasty today. All right, Kate, let's talk about Rashi Rice's dynasty value currently on dynasty league football. He's being ranked as wide receiver eight. And I gotta say that feels high to me. Uh, It does feel high, especially when we look at a couple of the names going behind him. Marvin Mims, wide receiver nine. Tank Dell, wide receiver 10, which Tank Dell, tiny, tiny little dude, but tank for a reason, my man. He's just Um, a better player than Rashi Rice. He is a better player than Rashi Rice. So like looking at the, the, you know, wide receiver eight, yes, feels um, a little bit rich considering some of the value that I think you can get behind him. I agree. And I, to me, honestly, there feels like there's a big drop off between. So we talked about Keishan Booty yesterday on the podcast. He was being ranked as wide receiver seven. I think that's a tier drop after him, right? Once you get into the Rashi Rice, the Marvin Mims, the Tank Dell, those are guys that I want to draft in like the third round of my rookie drafts. But like if you're telling me I have to draft Rashi Rice in round two, I'm out. I, I'd rather just take another running back. I'd rather take a tight end because I just I just don't see the value there. Yeah, because I think, again, uh, like so many of these wide receivers in this class, it's going to come down to landing spot. But, I mean, this is a, a running back class that I think has a lot of value. Yep. Uh, so, so you know, I think the, the chances of one of these uh, running backs being of value to your fantasy teams, the hit rate for these guys feels a little bit more likely than the hit rate of yeah. Rashi Rice. Despite the fact that, like, again... We like Rice. It, we like Rice. It's just that... That's a little high. It's high. Yeah, I I 100% agree. Uh, Now, in terms of a a startup draft, Marcus, where would you take Rashi Rice? How do you rank him among veterans Mm. at the position? That's the the interesting question because he's he's far down my list. But where where does your tier break for Rashi Rice? (sighs) This is tough. So I'm looking at receivers like... Huh. Jalen Tolbert, who we actually mentioned already in the show, Khalil Shakir, Tyquan Thornton, like wide receiver 75-ish is probably where I start getting interested. Uh, David Bell or Rashi Rice? I think I'll take Rice, but that's close. Okay. John Mechie or Rashi Rice? Okay, With the health a, concerns? Yeah, for that, that's what makes it, that one makes it really hard. I think I probably would lean Rice there. Um, but yeah, that's a tough one. Okay. Uh, Khalil Shakir, Buffalo wide receiver, some 
some I'll potential there. Okay. I like I like what I saw from Shakir as a rookie. Like I think he can play, man. Okay, how about 32-year-old Adam Thielen, who might not be with the Vikings again this season? Yeah, see, I think I would gamble on Rice, even though it feels like Thielen's going to hang around for like two more years and is going to have like another seven or eight touchdown season. I I think I would. Okay, it feels uh, like you're you're probably closer to like the high 60s. Probably. um, Than the low 70s, but I I think that feels like uh, a similar range. How about... One last, one last comp or one last uh, comparison for you, Van Jefferson or Rashi Rice, who we mentioned on this show already. We did Van Jefferson, wide receiver seventy nine. I would rather have Rice. I think Jefferson's already a little bit of an older receiver who has a lot of health issues, can't stay on the field. The situation's great, right? Like he could theoretically be their wide receiver too this year because I kind of think Allen Robinson's washed. But I think I would rather gamble on Rashi Rice. Okay. I, I think we're in pretty similar alignment here. If all the stars align, if all the stars align, I think uh, we could see Rashi Rice's name uh, in circulation in the years to come. But he's definitely not a guy that I would put all of my eggs. We, he's, we're just not making him a priority. Breakout. We're just nope. not making him a priority unless – Something changes at the combine, which is next week. By the way, I think wide receivers run on Friday or Saturday. If he blows up the combine and then he lands in round two, like let's say the Saints, right? And he's the clear-cut wide receiver two for the Saints. We could have a different conversation. But as it stands here now, I think we're just kind of monitoring. See how it see how it goes. Yep, I, that's a perfect word. We're monitoring the situation. Um, and again, with all of these prospects, there's a lot that can change between now and, and the draft. Um, so definitely keep tuning back in yes. to Locked On Dynasty because these evaluations are going to continue to evolve as we get more information and more information, as you alluded, Marcus, right on the horizon with the NFL Combine. Uh, one of my favorite weekends Woo! of the year. Can't wait. Uh, so Kate, you and I will be back on Monday to continue our rookie profiles uh, so make sure you guys tune in for that. Follow Kate on Twitter at Kate Magic. Check our workout at the Gaming Society. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. Enjoy your weekend. We'll see you guys next time.